Autistic people of Reddit, what is the strangest behavior you have observed from neurotypicals? The Minnesota long goodbye, cultural norm in the Midwest, where you say bye, chit-chat for a few minutes, take a few steps toward the door, chit-chat for a few more minutes, repeat a few times, until the time it takes from saying bye to actually leaving is over 30 minutes. This also happens in the south, I've seen a goodbye take hours. Most physical communication, like when someone puts their hand on you when they talk to you, or leans on you when they laugh. It took me a very long time to not be freaked out when people touch me, and for me to realize that it helps communication if I occasionally touch people too. I mean, I don't have a problem with things like handshakes and hugs, but other stuff is weird. That thing where people will just start moving in some direction as a group without anyone knowing where they are going or why they are going in that direction. It creeps me out. Sarcasm. I can dish it out but it's a lot harder for me to recognize it being dished back. I hate it when people ghost me and expect that I'll get the message. I honestly will just assume you're too busy to text. Same. Oh god same. I have been left waiting weeks for friends to be free to message me back. The most awkward thing maybe in my entire life is having someone cry around me. I have no idea how to properly comfort them. I haven't really cried in probably 15 years. Maybe more. I've had loved ones die, got married, and watched my daughter's birth. No movie or song has ever brought me to tears. Just never had that feeling come over me. Trying to explain this to my now wife back when we were dating was like trying to teach her Mandarin. She's from a big family of criers. Almost every big gathering or holiday someone starts crying after a big announcement or something. I don't know how to handle it. I try to just get out of their way and let them hug until the tears of joy end. Passive aggression can get super, maddeningly weird. If I'm lucky it's amusing. If not, I'm having dang trouble understanding what is wrong and it makes me super anxious and angry. Just, say, what, you, mean. How people can tolerate such noise and such bright lights, that always pisses me off the most. Normal people stuff I can actually cope with quite well thanks to the amazing parenting skills of my mother and some great help growing up as a kid. But it's the bright lights, the loud noises, the overwhelming environments that most people seem to be able to tolerate. At work there's another autistic guy who works with me. It's funny, we both complain about how excessively bright the lights are and how we want them switched off. We complain about the background noise. We went peace, dark and quiet to do our jobs. Nobody else cares. As a child I couldn't even enter a supermarket as the fluorescent lights would make me scream. Worst part is you can't tune background noise out. Not if you have autism. Life is just an overwhelming kaleidoscope and you just have to work out a way to cope. Needless to say I never leave my apartment unless I absolutely have to and honestly. I'm amazed I can even hold down a job. The only reason I can cope is because I work part time. Expecting that I need company when going out to eat, shopping, working out, etc. I not only am okay with executing these tasks alone, I actually prefer it most of the time. I enjoy people, but I equally enjoy time to process my own thoughts, while also having the freedom to operate on my own time. I have never understood why people go to museums in groups or with others. I like to look at everything and read about it at my own pace. Being able to spontaneously do something instead of plan it out, 
I would prefer at least a week in advance of knowing what's happening but I'm trying to cope with the fact that that's not always possible. Spontaneous plans do still stress me out though. How do NTs just dive into something social and not think anything of it? How someone makes a joke that sounds mean but people laugh because they know it's a joke, but when I try a joke like that they all think I'm rude. It's like people have this mental link that says oh yeah, you're being funny. Not necessarily strange, but I don't know why people insist on using complex social cues and signals. I have no idea what you want. Please use your words and make it easier for both of us. How does eye contact and focus seem to come so easy for you guys? I struggle immensely with eye contact and focus. Also, how can you guys stand pointless small talk? That crap pees me off. Eye contact and focus don't come easily to everyone. They are trained and developed consciously. Small talk is a low commitment method of bonding. The words that are said aren't as important as the subtext which is I'm taking the time and effort to connect with you. Freaking subtlety everywhere. Just be direct. Seriously. Do you want something? Say it. Does something bother you? Say IT. Don't beat around the dang bush. People who can watch a TV show or have a favorite animal or play a video game and just not have it be a special interest. How do you do that when I like something I need to know everything about it and there isn't a minute goes by that I don't think about it or reference it somehow? How do people just consume content in moderation what's it like just enjoying things casually don't you feel guilty when you change interests and one of your previous interests gets shelved because you're focusing on something new I don't get it. Not asking why. Doing things just because it's social conventional tradition and not questioning it. I've always found that weird, and I think it can be quite harmful. People will do something that's bad for them just because it's the done thing, when there are a million other ways of doing it that are not harmful, or when it's something they don't need to do in the first place. When someone offers something and neurotypicals refuse at least three times before accepting it, someone I don't know well. Does anyone want anything from the shop? Everyone else? No. Don't worry. Thank you. Me. Yes. Aureus please. Everyone looks at me like I've got 5 heads. Don't offer without intention of fulfilling with the assumption of people refusing the offer. It doesn't make sense. My wife's big family loves to sit around the dinner table and just chit chat for hours after they finished eating. I can't do it. I just don't understand it. They all live within 20 minutes of each other and see each other every week or so. It's not like everyone is coming from across the country to meet up every 6 months. There's not 3 hours worth of conversations to catch up on. I usually eat in like 20 minutes and then go upstairs to play video games or whatever with my nephews. Put this over there. I put the thing in the place they pointed or nodded at. No not there I mean on the shelf there. FFS just say that. Do this thing for me. I do the thing. By this thing I meant that thing plus these related things. Next time I take the initiative and do more than what I'm literally told to do. I don't want to be seen as being lazy or difficult. Why are you doing that? I didn't tell you to do that. FFS am I supposed to read your mind? A friend once had something cooking and told me to watch the stove and I nodded and stood by it. Then they came back a second later and said sorry, I should have specified. I meant to maintain the stove, as in, keep stirring the stuff on it. They're starting to catch on. Eye contact is so weird. How do they know how everything works? 
especially with social cues and things like that. It's like everyone has a rule book that explains how to do everything perfectly except for me. Acting fake, especially pretending to be nice friendly to someone when they really hate their guts and will talk crap about them behind their back. The one time I was with a group of people having a seemingly nice conversation, and when two of the people left the remaining two were like, ugh, I can't stand her. That was so awkward lol. I was shocked, as I hadn't picked up on the hostile air at all. I can't do it myself, if I'm nice to someone. It's because I actually like them or at least they haven't done anything bad as far as I know. If I don't like a person I'll just avoid interacting with them as much as possible so as not to be rude in case what I'm thinking slips out. This is also frustrating because it makes me worry sometimes that people who are nice to me are just pretending for whatever reason and actually hate me. Obsession with repetition. Every single time you see someone, you say hi, how are you and go through a meaningless song and dance. How was your week? How was your weekend on repeat? Forever. If someone doesn't make eye contact, or shakes hands the wrong way, or doesn't join your system, you consider them weird. I have found no right answer for this situation. Apparently some people say how are you without expecting an answer. Some people expect an answer even if we're walking past each other and not making eye contact. If I just say good, how are you some people don't like that. If I give a longer answer, some people get confused. Like what did you just say your shoe is wet and it's a big mess. I try not to run into people, but it's hard. Also, if you're walking down a long hallway and see someone you know at the other end, at what point do you say hi? Do you shout across the hallway or just wait to speak until you're close? Do you stare at them the whole way down, or only notice them when they are close? I am so lost in person. Thank god for the internet. This is called fatic speech and is mainly a social grooming ritual to acknowledge and reinforce relationships through costly signaling. I.e. I demonstrate that I still care about you enough to waste my time taking about meaningless things. Playing my usual game of conversation tennis at work. 1. Hi how are you? 2. My mother-in-law died. 3. Pause did you watch the rugby on Saturday? Venting. All the days my mother just vents the things that happen in her day but every time I want to give her some advice or a solution to the problem she just ignores me and keeps talking. The same goes for a lot of people, just rambling about their problems without really looking for a solution. I kinda understand why they do that but I just hate it. Why wouldn't you want to hear solutions but expect people to listen to you? The way they speak. It's almost like no neurotypical speaks plainly. There's always another message hidden behind whatever they're saying. I don't get why they can't just freaking say what's on their mind. If you're angry at me, why are you giving me subtle hints instead of flat out saying this makes me angry? Why do people react weirdly if they ask how your day was and you say it's pretty crappy? Why can't people just say they're not happy or they need something instead of hinting and insinuating it? I just don't get it. A lot of people think I'm blunt. And my mother especially always apologizes for me in gatherings saying oh you know how Pandine panic is. But in reality I'm just saying what I actually think. What's the point of the hidden second language? Also, why do neurotypicals touch each other so much? Try to involve other people in spontaneous plans. Try new restaurants from just looking them up first. Prolonged eye contact. Get upset about sir and mom without it being a gender identity issue. Oh but the worst one, huggers. 
Strangers who say I'm a hugger come on and I've been trained to hug them but it makes me so friggin uncomfortable and unsettled and if you refuse they just insist or think you're rude and just thinking about it makes me upset. Not saying what they mean drives me insane. Just come out with it. You won't hurt my feelings by being direct. The thing is, for most neurotypicals, there is a risk that directness will hurt feelings. People who leave the radio or the news on all the time, the more voice-like noises I'm hearing at any given time, the harder it becomes to pick one out and give it my full attention. To me, filling a house with vocal blather just communicates that you don't want to talk to anyone, but I've witnessed NTs attempt to hold conversations while listening to the radio. I don't get it, just turn it off or switch to instrumentals or something, then you can hear each other better. How people react, even if they have been told what to expect. I am face blind. I simply don't see faces. If my wife of nearly two decades would vanish, I could not describe her face to the police. I can recognize her face on a picture, but that is a different kind of thing. The face blindness is only related to real faces, not pictures. I tell people about that, so they are not upset when I don't greet them on the street, or don't recognize them at certain meetings. But there are people who are still mad that I don't remember them. My neurotypical sister sometimes talks to me about problems she's having in her life, like with work or dating. Naturally, I try to think of ways to solve those problems, but when I do that, she gets angry. According to my mom, when my sister talks about those things with me, she's not trying to get help with the problems. She just wants me to listen, agree that it sucks, and not offer any solutions. That's so bizarre to me. If it's just the act of talking that's cathartic, why involve another person? What's the point of telling someone about your problems if you're not looking for solutions? It's so counterintuitive and strange. Small talk. The need to belong to a group baffles me. In my mind, being part of the group just means less time for myself. Teasing always gets me anxious. Don't drop hints. I will not get your hints, just freaking say something. Context sensitive double standards. When you do it, it's bad. When they do it, it's okay. Why? Explain please. If it's okay for you to do this, why is it not okay when I do the same thing? Here's a more personal example. We had a rule between tattling and telling. Telling was okay, because you were telling on someone out of concern for their well-being i.e. mom, mom. Team is playing on the well you told him not to, whereas tattling was telling on someone to get them in trouble. Mom. Mom. Timmy hit me, when my sister made this really really mean opening night play about me, and I told on her, I was in trouble for tattling, because I was telling on her for doing something mean and I was trying to get her in trouble, but when I went on a deleting spree on my sister's Neopets account, and she told on me, I asked why she never got in trouble for telling on me. Because according to the rules, that was tattling. She did it to get me in trouble. Apparently, because I did something very mean and intended to hurt her, that was not tattling. And yet when I told on my sister for doing something very mean intended to hurt me, i.e. writing that play, it was tattling? Explain. Mom and dad. Explain. Arrogance of any kind really gets under my skin. I meet neurotypical people who feel the need to boast about how great they are because of completely meaningless stuff. It makes me mad and want to tell the person to shut up and get over themselves because they aren't as special and amazing as they claim. 
as big as here, it's surely just me, but I don't get people who smoke or drink. What is the point of it, if doing so just adds another risk of something bad happening to you your health? Also Aspigers, been struggling with the same problem. I think to some degree, having a vice is a coping mechanism for people who want their brain to shut up for a bit and let them relax. Just because neurotypicals act like they're not stressed out by mixed social signals doesn't mean they don't like a break from processing them. And drinking alcohol is one of the easier ways out. Saying good morning, to every single individual person, every single morning. Look, I've been awake 3 minutes, I don't know if it's a good morning, my throat hurts from just waking up, my breath probably smells, I don't want to open my mouth and speak a lie right now, shut the frick up. Gifts, gifts are stupid because they are just a way to exchange money, I'd rather just spend quality time with the people who get me gifts, but if we must exchange them, tell me what you want, don't get things I didn't ask for, don't surprise me, with the holidays coming up these stress me to no end, are they supposed to be useful or fun or pretty, some combination thereof, it varies person to person. And I am supposed to put time, effort, and money into picking it out, but it can't just be money so they can get what they want because then if it's not the same amount it is awkward. Why can't we just spend time together? I don't spend time with people that I don't care for or appreciate. Most adults don't make lists anymore either. I make a list every year, and every year it is disregarded because they don't want to get me what I asked for because that isn't special. And if it is on my list I can usually tell what it is by looking at it or picking it up. I can usually tell what it is anyways, but they want to make it harder I guess. But then if my reaction isn't what I want it to be everyone gets awkward too. I hate surprises because then I can't practice my reaction, and I often have to apologize for it. Gifts are a symbol. Giving or receiving gifts which weren't explicitly asked for says that the person has thought about you and considered that you may like or have some use for said gift. It means they value you. Saying goodbye 3-4 times in different ways. Conversation. Person 1. If I don't see you, have a great holiday. Person 2. Always a pleasure. See you soon. You too. Person 1. Tell Richard the first say hello. Person 2. Okay. I will. Person 1. Bye. Person 2. Bye. Seems so strange to say goodbye more than once. This is Pizza Cat he looks for people like you to befriend and give them the gift of unlimited pizza this can only be granted if you comment pizza please thanks for watching. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe, I publish new videos every day, until then, check another video, or don't, either way, have a great day you magnificent people.